I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. To another DK Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, here with my friend and co-host, Dale Lolly. Dale, finally back from New Jersey, New York, wherever he was staying in after, after the Giants game. Dale, how you feeling, my man? I'm tired, Chris. How you doing? <laughs> <laughs> I, we all tired, man. That was, that was, a, that was a long night. Uh, Dale and I were doing, we're, we're, we're up pretty late. We were doing some gifs, going over things. Um, but Dale... Uh, before we get into the newest news, the guy, the, the fans, the listeners, they got all of me for the post-game podcast last night. I was giving out my game balls. I gave my game balls to, uh, uh, to Ben Roethlisberger, uh, to Juju Smith-Schuster, and Bud Dupree. Uh, it, I wanted to hear your, your thoughts on who were your top guys last night. Uh, those would be three, three pretty good choices. I think you could uh, maybe even add Benny Snell in there as well. Uh, he's certainly a good game from Benny. Honestly, you know, picking Bud out of that defense, um, while certainly deserved, uh, that was a total team defensive effort. Uh, you know, they, they really played good team defense. That's how you shut down a guy like Saquon Barkley and hold him to six, uh, six yards on 15 carries. That's not just one guy doing that. That is all 11 guys running to the football, and we saw that a lot. We really did. Um, there was a really good clip I saw from Brian Baldinger breaking it down, and he showed a play where uh, you saw Alex Highsmith working the edge. You saw Joe Hayden blow up uh, his man outside, and that gave Alex Highsmith the room to just run to the sideline, chase him down, and then the backup got there, Devin Bush. I was really impressed by a lot of the young guys on defense. Also thought the defensive front saw a lot from Tyson Alualu. Um, I thought that he really stepped up when he was on the field. Really saw a lot of work out of those out of those depth guys on defense. Yeah, and they played uh, I think more snaps than the Steelers would have liked. Um, certainly, when you when you have a 19 play, uh, 87 yard drive that ends in nothing uh, for the opposing offense. Your defense was on the field a lot, uh, but you know they didn't get, they didn't they bend but they didn't break. And uh, you know, you know you probably. I don't know if you'll see another 19-play drive in the NFL this season. <laughs> uh, you probably, you know, you might see an 87-yard drive here and there, uh, but probably not one that doesn't at least end with a field goal, for God's sakes. Uh, the Giants got nothing out of that. I, I thought the defense really played well. Uh, you know, obviously, as Mike Tomlin said after the game, uh, they were keyed on stopping Saquon Barkley. Uh, they wanted to make sure that happened no matter what, and they were willing to give up a little – a little bit in the passing game if that meant uh you know keeping Barkley in check and they certainly did that they certainly did that but on the offensive side of the ball coming out of it there was there were a lot of injury questions Stefan Wisniewski uh was uh you know Tomlin said they're still evaluating what that's like but Zach Banner suffered what looked like a rough knee injury and then uh Tomlin said he would be out for week two but Banner confirmed recently on Twitter Tuesday night he was done for the year 
Uh, where do you think the Steelers go with this? Because Tomlin said he's really confident in the core four. They signed Gerald Hawkins to the practice squad or off the Texans practice squad. So, you know, they're trying to make depth moves. But this was already a thin offensive line after David DeCastro has been hurt. Where, where do you see this offensive line going? Well, I think DeCastro has a good chance to be back this week. I think that was kind of the plan all along. Uh, um, you know, I, I don't know that Wisniewski is going to be a long-term injury. Um, I, it doesn't look like it's quite as serious, uh, certainly, as, as Banner's tor- with the torn ACL. Uh, you know, Chooks Akora for, uh, you know, they really – he pushed hard for, the, for that starting job. But, uh, you know, throughout camp, I think, he, you know, he really got hurt by, by missing some time with a, with a groin injury. Um, he'll be fine at right, at right tackle. Um, you know, signing Hawkins to me was interesting. Uh, you know, I think that when you look at it, um, Hawkins has experience as that extra, that extra lineman in this offense. He's done that. He's filled that role before. And that's one thing that they were going to be missing uh, with Zach Banner down. Um, you know, you, I think you would have seen, uh, you know, move, maybe moving forward, more of the line where they, they, they bring in Chuk Sikora for put him at right tackle and then use Banner as that extra as that extra lineman as a tight end. I think they wanted to use that package. They didn't show much of it against the Giants, but it's certainly something that they want to do. And, excuse me. Uh, you know, I think that, that um, you know, re-signing Gerald Hawkins gives them that opportunity. It certainly does. I got a lot of questions about the, the, the offensive line. Um, but, you know, again, this is, the Wednesday, this is the Wednesday show. We're in the middle of the week, and the Steelers got a short week ahead of them. Um, I want to get Dale's thoughts more on where they're going up, you know, with, uh, with I think, some other questions I had from the night, just from my observation. We'll do that right after this. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. So, Dale, the Steelers finished with three sacks on the night, and, and we know the sacks are a huge number for this team. They've led the NFL in sacks for three straight years, going for a fourth. I mean, it's already unprecedented, but three sacks on the night. And, you know, they kind of came from 
you know, not always unconventional spots. Stephon Tuitt got, you know, Daniel Jones down after he kind of tried to break the pocket. Vince Williams did a rush up the middle. Mike Hilton snuck off the edge and, you know, Barkley didn't see him. But, you know, so, you know, I'm looking at this and they got good sack numbers, but you didn't see T.J. Watt get a sack, Bud Dupree get a sack. But, I, you know, one thing I was looking at, I kind of looked at the film and was looking like, I think that part of this was because is they were focused so much on taking out the run that the normal pass rush looks and the keys that you read, those things were kind of, you know, given up a little bit throughout the game to focus on the run. What are your thoughts on that? I also thought the Giants uh, max protected quite a bit as well. Uh, you know, when they got into some situations, um, you know, I, I think that they uh, kept extra guys in. They, they made sure that they, they chipped TJ uh, Watt uh, quite a bit with somebody on that side, whether it be a tight end, whether it be the running back. Um, you know, they were very cognizant of, of him coming off the edge to, to the point where, um, you know, they were kind of leaving uh, Dupree one-on-one. Uh, I'll say this, those guys got pressure a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, you, know, I, you know, I'm not a big pro football focus fan. Uh, in terms of some of their uh, grade, grading systems. But Pro Football Focus had, said that uh, T.J. Watt had nine pressures and Dupree had eight, and those were the top two totals in week, uh, in week one for any team in the league. Um, so, you know, those nine and eight pressures that those guys had, they, were, they had him under duress throughout that game. Uh, they just didn't get there, but th- those sacks will come. I agree. I think that they're coming on the way. And like you said, T.J. Watt, you know, they're grading him out like that. I think they, they saw what he was doing against the run, the pressure he was creating, the interception that he got. That was a huge – I think it's – there were so many game-changing looking type moments for the Steelers in this game that I feel like the interception that T.J. Watt got is a little forgotten. And Cam Hayward talked about it after the game when he said, you know, it's a little weird. You had Mike Hilton getting sacks and uh, Cam Hayward and T.J. Watt getting interceptions. Uh, but I think that shows the versatility of this defense – in that they can beat you with different factors that, you know, a regular offense, you're coming into the game, you're thinking, okay, they're going to attack it this way, but the Steelers can take away different things and still have a lot of threats out there on defense. Yeah, I mean, they've got a lot of different guys who, who have uh, the capability of getting to the passer, um, you know, and we saw that, uh, as you mentioned, with the, with the uh, Vince Williams sack uh, where he just came in basically untouched. Saquon Barkley's not good in pass protection. Saquon Barkley may get Daniel Jones killed this year. Uh, he is not good at that at all, uh, as good as he is at everything else. Um, you know, but the Steelers, have, they can find different ways to, uh, to get guys to the quarterback. And, you know, they were doing it in this game. Um, you know, there were a couple times where, I, I, you know, I, I, I can remember Dupree very nearly uh, taking the handoff from the quarterback. Yeah. Uh, Tyson Alualu had one, uh, one play where he nearly took the handoff from the quarterback. They were getting penetration and getting up the field quickly. They certainly were. I was really impressed by the defensive front, even without, you know, the huge numbers from them. Um, You know, just a lot of things to like about that. Also saw Terrell Edmonds leading the team in tackles. Him and Devin Bush were the only Steelers on defense to play every single snap. I wanted to get your thoughts on those two young guys because they're the two first-round picks back-to-back from 18 and 19 um, that that are on this team. They're actually two – two actual first round draft picks of this team most recently uh, considering Minka Fitzpatrick was this year's first round pick that they traded they traded to get him with uh, but I, I liked a lot of what I saw out of them I thought the one play where Terrell Edmonds was in coverage and Ingram had to push off and he got the offensive pass interference call was a testament to how Terrell Edmonds plays in coverage he may not make a great play on the ball but he's often in position and running 
inside a guy's hip pocket to make it hard for a quarterback to target or for a receiver to get space. I was impressed by how he was tackling well and how well Bush tackled as they were both keeping things in check over the middle. Yeah, I mean, when you look at what Ingram did in this game, uh, two catches for nine yards on seven targets. Uh, you know, uh, people uh, in, in, the, uh, in, in some of the uh, comments on, on one of my stories, I think it was on 10 Thoughts, Somebody said, uh, Terrell Edmonds needs, needs to uh, be out of the starting lineup. Based on what? Based on leading the team in tackles. Based on, on, on helping shut uh, uh, Ingram down. I just yeah. don't get it. You know, sometimes people can't admit that they might have been wrong on a player. Is Terrell Edmonds a star? No. It, it, can, does he have some potential there? Yes, there's potential there. And, and it's, it's, he's going into year three. These are the same people that two years ago – uh, we're saying the bench Bud Dupree, they need to get rid of him, cut him, get, get him out of town. Nobody's saying that now. Guys take – different players take different t- amounts of time to develop. Give Terrell Edmonds a chance to develop. Let's see what we got here. Um, you know, if, if that's the weakest link on your defense, your defense must be pretty damn good uh, because Terrell Edmonds is a, is a legit player. You know, it, the, the days of, uh, you know, somebody was – need to get Sean Davis on the field. Apparently they forgot the reason why Sean Dave, why they hated Sean Davis before, because he missed a lot of tackles. Terrell Edmonds doesn't miss tackles. He gets guys on the ground, and that's what they want him to do in this defense and help shut down tight ends. The same with Devin Bush. That, that's, a, that's a hand-in-hand job for those two guys. You know, they, they both are very uh, key in, in shutting down opposing tight ends. They'll have their hands full this week with Noah Fant. Yeah, Noah Fant, I, th- I believe he was a top-10 pick uh, a year or two ago. Uh, for, for the Denver Broncos. He's a guy. 20th pick, actually. He was the pick that uh, the Steelers he was traded, traded away. Never Bush. mind. That's, that's right. That's why I'm mixed up because they, they, they gave up the top 10 pick to get Devin Bush, but they used the Steelers pick to get Noah Fant. That's why I was mixing up. Okay. Um, uh, but, yeah, the uh, – no, yeah, but Noah Fant, he's, he's a big target over the middle. And, and uh, Drew Locke, I think, you know, you saw, you saw him play a little bit on, uh, on Sunday – you know, he went you – know, or no, sorry, not on Sunday, Monday night. I was, I'm thinking of the Bengals there. But, no, Monday night after the Steelers game, you know, he didn't really get to put up a whole lot of good numbers against the Titans. Uh, it looks like uh, Cortland Sutherland is not is – not, he's not going to be able to play. Um, Jerry Judy is going to have to be the man. Uh, Melvin Gordon fumbled in a big play, you know, in that opening game. Um, I, you know, I'm looking at this guy this game, and I'm thinking, eh, like, this might be another, another offense with a second-year quarterback that the Steelers really – could make one dimensional, but here's the thing: is that Melvin Gordon and Philip Lindsay, they're not Saquon Barkley. I'm I'm thinking that with the way that we were we've been talking about how the defense played and how they, they were reading their keys to shut down the run, they could definitely use this as an opportunity to really get after the passer even more in this upcoming game. Yeah, and, and Denver's offensive line stinks. Uh, you know, yes, they have Mike Munchak as a coach, uh, but their offensive line is awful. It's worse than uh, the Giants' offensive line. Uh, I don't think Lindsey's going to play in this game. He was having an MRI today, uh, as was uh, uh, A.J. Bouye, their, their uh, cornerback that they went out and got in free agency. Yeah, this is, you know, this Denver team's going to struggle. I see that, too. We got, we got two more days in the week in the podcast, like the Thursday and the Friday show, where Dale and I will do our picks. Just to recap, now that Dale's back on the show, Dale and I tied in our picks because I picked the, uh, the Seahawks, you picked the Falcons. I also picked the Cowboys, you picked the Rams. So we ended up even, sir, after one week. Um, yeah, how'd your fantasy team do this week? Well, I had four fantasy teams, and I won three of them. I won three of them, so I'm happy with that. So uh, I, I don't know what else we could, you could be talking about. Um, 
You didn't win in the league that we're in. Yeah, yeah, it. yeah. Whatever. Who cares? <laughs> Nobody wants to hear about that deal. Jeez, that's not that's not important. Gosh, stay up, stay. That wasn't in the script. What are you doing, man? Ah, oh, listen up to DJ Steelers podcast. I had to give you something to get warmed up for. Don't let don't get you started. You got me started, man. Ah, oh, get out of here. All right, all right, all right. Dale, thanks as always for being on the show. We'll have you back later this week. I'm going to take one more break. When we come back, y'all got me started. Well, actually, Dale got me started. But there's something else that got me started, and you're going to hear that. And don't get me started right after this. Welcome back to the DK Steelers podcast. I'm Chris Carter, and you're listening to Don't Get Me Started. Don't get me started with y'all crazy Terrell Edmonds takes like y'all actually think you're analyzing something. All right, so this Don't Get Me Started is sort of based off of a part of the conversation you heard with Dale myself earlier in the show. So... I've been saying this for a while. Terrell Edmonds, everyone wants him to be Troy Polamalu. That's not who he is. He's a guy who can run, hit, cover, and and run with people out in space and tackle effectively out there. He does that very well, and that's his role. And he's still growing in his role. But for some people, y'all really want him to just be a superstar out of nowhere. He, He don't play like that right now. And maybe someday he'll get better and he'll start playing in other ways that people didn't expect. But right now, he's still a legitimate player. I mean, you look at the things that he's able to do for the Steelers, and you could say, you could see how, okay, they can line him up in strong safety. They can have him kind of help the linebackers. They can have him play in the slot. He can run with running backs. He can run with slot receivers. He can run with tight ends. These were all problems the Steelers had not too long ago. Y'all remember 2017 after after Ryan Shazier got hurt? Now they had no answers. They tried Arthur Motzen inside linebacker. Heck, 2018 when he was a rookie, they were trying John Bostic in that role. And they didn't have any answers for how they would shut down players like Keenan Allen. You look back at those times and you think, man, like the Steelers could use a guy who's like, you know, you know, who can run, who can not get uh, who can not get t- you know you know tripped up by running with the slot guys? Who can cover a running back? Who's like you know you know six foot one? Oh wait, that that that's Terrell Edmonds to a T. And here's the other thing is that people don't realize this guy's actually football smart. Like when you talk to him, he knows what he's doing. Now here's the other thing is that Terrell I do think comes off with a sense of he doesn't have to play the games of talking to the media as much sometimes. Because there are times I think that he's short a little bit, but that's, I think that's just part of, like, you know, he's trying to, he, he doesn't want to say things that come out, that, that, you know, expose things about the team. Just from times I've, I've seen him talk. But, I mean, when I when this guy talks about football, y- y- you can learn from him. And 
that's something that I appreciate. It's something that I appreciated from Ryan Shazier. It's something that I appreciate from Mike Hilton. It's something that I appreciate from Joe Hayden, from Cam Hayward. Those are those guys that can that when they talk to you. I mean, even Cam Camp Sutton as a rookie was 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 some, was some of those fun talks that I had in the locker room because I oh I miss being in the locker room. I just sorry I just had a flashback there back to when times were normal and we could actually hear people talk about these things into to our face. Um, but. When I, when I think about like Cam Sutton, the way that he explains things, that's the same kind of thing that Terrell Edmonds does. He'll give me names of techniques. He'll give me, you know, just his decision making process. This guy processes what he does. He thinks about what he does. He's not just out there playing how you know how he just thinks he should. He's 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 thinking. He's processing. He's taking information from the coaches. He's implementing it into his game, and people hate him for it because he's not some superstar. He's a good player. And he does his job, but because he doesn't have, you know, five or six interceptions, people say, oh, he, he, he's horrible. Now, again, if your problem is, is that you feel like they should have drafted someone else with that pick in the first round, okay, maybe. But that's not his fault. He didn't get drafted there. And I look at this and I'm like, hmm, you know, the, the big thing, and this is what I said all leading up to that, 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 that 2018 draft, I was saying the Steelers better select Lamar Jackson. Before someone else gets him, because that dude's going to be a bad man in the NFL. People told me I was crazy. They're like, Chris, you're crazy. He can't read defenses. He he won't translate to the NFL. He'll stink. He won't get nothing done. Now he's an NFL MVP. But besides all that, the Steelers went and got a safety because they needed a safety to, to, to boost their, their defense. They needed a guy who could come down in the box, make the tackles, bump the tight ends, run with the tight ends, cover the running backs, cover the slot receivers. Do all of that. And that's exactly what Terrell Edmonds does. Now, does he do that and make the interceptions? No, that's not what he does. But you look at the times that he's in coverage. He's often right there applying tight coverage, forcing the perfect passing window to be completed uh, to get to keep a drive alive. And you saw that Monday night against the Giants. Monday night, they're, they're playing the Giants. They're, 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 they're duking out and Daniel Jones lets off you know a good pass. It's it's a decent pass. He leads his man Evan Ingram, who's you know one of the guys in the, who's one of the tight ends in the league. It's supposed to be one of the best, and you know he leads him. But Ingram is so smothered by by Terrell Evans that he has to push off on him to get the separation that he needs to make the catch, and the push off draws a flag, which sets the Giants back. That's Terrell Evans doing his thing. I heard all these times last year about how. Oh, he wasn't in this position. He wasn't in that position. A lot of times, people don't understand what position is. Like, there was a fourth down where the Giants called. It was play action, and the tight end leaks from one side of the formation, does a cross to the other side of the field. Terrell Edmonds, his job is to make sure his edge is sealed there, and then he realizes this is play action. I'm going to drop back and help whoever came free. And sure enough, the tight end was free. The ball pass was completed, and the drive stayed alive. And I saw people on Twitter immediately go, Ugh. Terrell Edmonds, he can't get it done. Get the heck out of here. Do you understand that the, the like the process that has to go through to, to pick up on someone else's assignment that was blown because the, the Steelers sold out on the run? Things like that happen in football. People don't understand that sometimes the result of a play isn't that you that you know if you had a, if if the other team made a good play, sometimes the result isn't because you stink. Sometimes it's the result because your team just didn't was was just not good. Sometimes it's because the other team is good or they just caught you off guard. Football is such a chess game that sometimes you have to bluff or you have to go all out in a situation where if someone's bluffing, you've exposed yourself. And in doing that, if you get caught, you get caught. That's part of the game. 
but it doesn't mean that you that, that, that you stink in that situation, especially when it's Terrell Edmonds helping out and having to balance between multiple roles. I saw people flagging him for uh, the, the, the touchdown pass that Russell Wilson threw to DK Metcalf last year. And it was a perfect throw. And if, if you've listened to this show long enough, you've heard me and, and Dale talk about this, this pass. But, I mean, it was a perfect throw on the outside shoulder of Russell Wilson and a great catch from DK Metcalf on the pylon that Terrell Evans was right next to him. His job was, he was covering him in man, so when you're man, you establish inside leverage because your the job is your job is to make sure the quarterback, if he wants to complete this pass, he has to throw it over your entire body and hit the receiver on the outside. And that, ta- that takes great quarterbacking to do. And guess what? Russell Wilson's a great quarterback, and he hit it. And I saw, oh, that's Terrell Evans. He can't get it done. Calm the heck down. Jeez. Just because he's not a superstar every day, you know, and, and you, you, you want to take him down a peg. That's my problem with this, is that expectations on Terrell Edmonds can sometimes be a bit much. And like Dale brought up, people said the same thing about Bud Dupree for years. Years! He was a bust. He was a bum. He couldn't get it done. He just was never going to make it work. Now you were you were all watching Bud Dupree on week one, being like, yeah, Bud, get a Bud. Mm, that's what I'm talking about, Bud. We knew you could do that. No, you didn't. Well, maybe some of you did. I'm not going to characterize all of y'all that listen to this show. Because I'm sure a lot of y'all have sense and read and, and, t- and take, a, take an understanding. And even when you get frustrated, you're like, man, this stinks. But you're like, okay, maybe there's something I don't see. Let me look at the film. Or let me read the guys who look at the film. Because that's what I like to do. Because when I'm evaluating film, when I'm looking at something, I may make an observation. And I may even say the observation. But I'm going to also follow it up with watching other angles and reading and listening to other people talk about the play. Because there's times, especially when I go in the locker room and I ask about a play, hey, uh, who, who messed this up? And they'll tell you something completely different. Perfect example. It was like the first touchdown the Steelers gave up to the Patriots in the game that they beat the Patriots in uh, two years ago, in 2018, where Joe Hayden had that interception. Like It was the first touchdown they gave up. Um, it looked like Artie Burns was supposed to switch off his man uh, to, uh, to, 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 stick to, to stick with Chris Hogan or to switch to Chris Hogan, but he never switched off his man. He just ran with his guy across the field, and when Chris Hogan crossed the field, he was the, he was wide open, and everyone's like, well, he's obviously the one person that didn't go with the scheme, and so everyone immediately blamed Artie Burns. But the thing was that the Steelers were like, well, it wasn't that, we, it wasn't that because we told Artie Burns to stay in man no matter what happened. We just didn't realize that we'd be caught in this situation, and when we communicated to go to zone, that we did, we forgot to account for Artie's not switching to zone because we told him to stay in man. And those are the type of things you learn about why a play breaks down. And that happens. It's okay. I'm telling you. It's not that big a deal. If it happens, you, you, you learn from him, adjust to it, and you adjust it the way the Steelers did in that game. They pulled Artie Burns and said, all right, well, the Patriots aren't going to let us have a guy sit in man, so we got to play guys who can play zone. They played zone, and they won the game. But Terrell Evans is in a situation where I think he's still playing very fine. Leads the Steelers in tackles, leads the Steelers in snaps. He wouldn't be out there. I mean, you think about it, he's he's never he's not getting like torched for like, you know, a whole bunch of whole bunch of yards all the time. And oftentimes if he's around the play, it's because he's coming to help. Because someone else got beat. So so chill with the Terrell Edmonds, he didn't get the job done stuff. That that stuff's just a little too much. But y'all got me started. 
And this is Don't Get Me Started here on the DK Steelers Podcast. We hope you're enjoying the show. We're having a lot of fun here. I'm glad to have Dale back on the show today. If you're enjoying the show, please hit us up by with, with a five-star review. We could really use the, the five-star review and a positive comment on our Apple Podcasts feed. Go to Apple Podcasts, leave a five-star review, leave a positive comment. That stuff really helps out the show. Also, if you're enjoying the show, hit us up. Um, at DKPGH Sports is our is the company Twitter handle. You can hit me up personally at Carter Critiques. Uh, follow me and I'll follow you back. Um, thanks to all those who do that. Check out our work on the site. We got a lot of great stuff that we talk about, and um, uh, I got I, I think it's I think it's really it's really cool stuff to read. Uh, getting insight from Dale. We got insight from Ramon Foster this week um, on opening day stuff. So get all that on the DK Pittsburgh Sports website. We'll be back in your in your ear tomorrow with the DK Steelers Sports. Steelers podcast.